Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. I'm Mount Ashburn, where earlier today Dan Quinn was introduced as the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. We also now know both of his coordinators, uh, Joey Jr. and uh, Cliff Kingsbury will be the defensive and offensive coordinator that made official. Uh, to talk about it all now from somewhere on uh, the roads of Ashburn or perhaps his house down the road, uh, it is my co-host for the Take Command podcast, uh, my good friend Logan Paulson. Uh, Logan, uh, busy day. Uh, I know you got to talk to Dan Quinn uh, on, on something you guys taped for the Commander's YouTube page. You've obviously known Dan a long time. What was it like to, to see your guy today? And, uh, and, and what did you take out of the press conference and the conversation? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it was just, it kind of took me back to when I was playing, honestly, just, uh, the, the way he speaks, the passion with he speaks, wish the vision that he has for the team and the organization. Um, it got me kind of feeling like I wanted to put the pads on again, you know, and do some stuff. Um, you know, oh man, you you can't say that. You're gonna have people begging you to be the third tight end and start blocking people again. You you you, no, no, you know I, when you say stuff like that, people are gonna jump on that. I know, but I'm more speaking. Yeah, I I can't physically do it anymore. I want to, <laughs> but I can't physically do it anymore. Um, but yeah, so like I think that was something that stuck out to me. Just his vision. I love like I loved his awareness of like kind of the the pitfalls that came out of Atlanta. You know, understanding that he had stretched himself too thin, saying. You know, that's why I came here. We've got Adam for the personnel. I can be in my lane. He even said, I brought these coordinators in because I have faith in them to execute their visions of the offense and the defense. And I can oversee and build this culture and build the team the way that it needs and it deserves to be built. And again, like just a guy that I have the utmost respect for. You could, you could feel his passion. You could feel the fact that he had constantly been learning, uh, you know, during his time as the coordinator in Dallas which again, I think is just so special and speaks to the type of person that he is. So I'm incredibly fired up. I know Fletch was really fired up. I got to watch the press conference with him, Santana and Fred, and they were all just, you know, ecstatic. And I think you can feel that energy from him and all the players that I've talked to can feel that, you know, so uh, I'm really, really excited and uh, I can't wait for the team to kind of meet him officially. And uh, I think they're going to just be super impressed with him. What is that process like, by the way? Um, that, that is one thing I noticed today. There weren't any players at the press conference. Um, I remember when Rivera was hired that there was, you know, Adrian Peterson was there. John Allen was there. Uh, you know, we've seen like Terry was there famously at the EV press conference last year. And part of that is just timing of when guys are in and out of town. So no one should take, uh, that mere pointing out of facts and say like, Oh my God, these players, uh, they don't, you know, nobody's, nobody was there to support Dan Quinn. What does it mean? It, it probably just means they're on vacation, um, or, or whatever it may be. But like, what is that process like? And what are the rules this time of year on players being able to actually talk to Dan Quinn? And, and when will that, those meetings really happen? Yeah. You know, I think if they wanted to, they could have come by. Obviously, like you said, like it's more of a, this is the off season. People are not around here. They're on vacation. They're working out someplace else. They're, 
they're doing, they're, they have appointments, they have lives. You know, this is kind of a last minute press conference scheduling and us, you know, media members, we're excited to go because this is our job, you know, to kind of go have these conversations. But I think, yeah, just players run around. And I think Dan will probably start reaching out to people, like calling people on the phone. I remember, uh, you know, this never happened to me specifically because I wasn't like a big name or a captain on the team, but I'd have conversations with guys after a new coach came in. He's like, oh yeah, I talked to, you know, Jay for 15 minutes on the phone call the other day. And I got a feel for like what, you know, he just was telling me how excited he was or whatever. And I think something like that will probably happen. I mean, I just feel like there's so much going on. This process has happened so quickly. Um, but I know Dan and I know his priorities are the guys and are the players. So, you know, I think that's going to be a priority for him is to, to reach out at some point or, or, you know, you know, just have the, that open that line of communication and kind of just show what kind of coach he is as soon as and as early in the process as he possibly can. Yeah. And as he mentioned, uh, kind of at the end of the presser, like there are rules that it was funny because he, he had kind of a uh, he misstated what he meant to say, which is, you know, with rules which allow or disallow certain communication. Um, but he said that rules, uh, he went like, can be ignored or not. And I was like, no, that's not how that works. You, if there are rules, Dan, you have to follow them. Uh, but there, right. there are very specific things you are and are allowed to talk about uh, at this time in the calendar. Sure. Um, so that real introduction will happen. I, I think like April when they get together, uh, you know, for their first mini camp or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, when you hire a new coach, you get, uh, newer or you get like that new coach window of, of camps and stuff. So they'll do sure. all that kind of stuff. Later in the calendar. Um, I know a lot of people listening want to hear your opinion on Cliff Kingsbury. Um, we, you know, we've been talking about Dan as a prospect and then, uh, yeah, obviously the reality of Dan being the head coach, uh, on the podcast before, but Cliff Kingsbury is someone who's new to the commander's universe. I know you were watching a little bit of tape last night as all happened very quickly, but what are your early impressions on Cliff Kingsbury as an offensive coordinator in 2024 in the NFL and especially for this team? Yeah, you know, I think I, you know, I was a little bit reluctant, you know, because he's got this reputation of kind of being a college guy, air quotes. And, you know, does he really understand that, like, you know, the air raid, there's a reason the air raid doesn't work in the NFL. Like the hashes are closer, guys are faster. And I think the thing that happened when I turned on the film, I watched three games from 2021 just to kind of get a feel for the offense and a feel for the concepts. As I saw an offense that is kind of, has its lineage in college football. You know, they've got wide splits. They've got these wide bunches. They try to create all this space horizontally, which I think Dan did a good job of articulating in his press conference. And that does present problems for defenses. But the thing that I was really excited about is I felt like there were some creative ways of getting to that stuff. Hey, you know, we're going to run this, um, you know, three by one RPO 10 times in this game. Can we get to it five different ways? And I thought they did a good job, at least in the games that I watched, of doing that. I also thought he understood how to manipulate linebackers. Like there was a beautiful play action in the second game, week nine against the San Francisco 49ers, where they run like a single back power action from gun. They fake a bubble screen and they throw what essentially amounts to a drift in the hole that's vacated by the linebacker matching the pull in guard and the, uh, and the, and the nickels kind of attached to this like little smoke route. And I thought, you know, like this is a different way of getting to it, but this is essentially what Kyle Shanahan does is he understands how to manipulate secondaries with spacing, with splits, with run action, with backfield action. And I, I, you know, again, I came out of it relatively surprised, pleasantly surprised that there was that level of detail and level of nuance to the passing game. And again, the run game is, is somewhat, you know, compared to the Detroit to the world, compared to San Francisco, 
relatively simplistic, but I do think that there is a an understanding of what's important in the run game. Hey, we got to create angles for this guy. So in the first game against San Francisco week five in 2021, they're running a lot of counters. And because of how they've aligned their receivers and they've allocated their eligibles, they create good angles. So I'm like, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, you know, receivers going in and cracking linebackers like they do in San Fran, but we've done a good job of creating horizontal displacement in the defense and by extension creating line, uh, you know, um, uh, angles to the second level for the offensive line. So I, I did come out of the film study and, you know, conversations I've had with, uh, you know, guys that have played from around the league and kind of saying, you know, I do think that there's more innovation here than people want to give him credit for. And I do think there's a willingness to run the football, uh, more of a willingness than people want to give him credit for. It's, it's just going to look a little different and feel a little different than some of the other um, systems that you see around the NFL at the moment that are, you know, obviously the Kyle Shanahan tree and, and the Ben Johnsons of the world. But I do think that there is something there, which again, got me kind of excited and saying, wow, this guy knows football and he know, and he understands kind of the basics, which is manipulating space and finding easy opportunities for the quarterback. And then knowing and having a really good feel as a play caller, I thought for when and where to take shots. So lots of positive things to take away from. Is it going to look different? then, you know, maybe I think a lot of fans wanted it to look. Yeah, but it's still effective, I think so. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 